Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And the whole intention of this show is to help you be empowered and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether that's prosperity, radiant health, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. And if you're not part of my Light Warrior tribe, you can be part of it on the Facebook group. We have a free Facebook group for you to join. It's Light Warrior Network. And you can get there really quickly by just going to lightwarriornetwork.com. And we'd love to support you. And if you're a sensitive soul, um, then you're in exactly the right place. Now, today I have with me my good friend, Dr. Erin Kinney. And I just have to say, I just love Dr. Kinney, okay? Like, she is Aww. just a blast. She's got such great energy. She's also a sensitive soul. And um, I think that, you know, we need people who are in the, you know, the, the naturopathic medical you know, practitioner, you know, profession who are sensitive souls, who understand what we go through as sensitive souls. And, you know, Dr. Kenny, myself, and, and so many of us go through or have gone through complete like burnout (laughs) adrenal burnout and if you missed the first show with dr kinney uh we're gonna recap a little bit today because um dr kinney helps stressed out and burnt out women with adrenal fatigue to improve their mood balance their hormones and increase their energy and like so many of us women um we we are so busy caring for others chasing our dreams trying to be you know the best self trying to be like the best person we're supposed to be that we completely get exhausted and then we can get tapped out and then feel fatigue insomnia anxiety depression uh we miss our periods we have weight gain thyroid problems digestive problems joint pain and the list (laughs) goes on and i've had all of those things so um so we're so pleased to have dr kitty back on the show and we're going to be talking about fatigue today and also you know how to how to reset yourself, especially if you're a sensitive soul, busy woman. And, um, you know, Dr. Kenny yourself is a busy practitioner, entrepreneur, mother of two. And if you haven't seen her on Facebook, please connect to her on Facebook. She has the the best <laughs> Facebook lives with her two little girls. I love seeing them on her Facebook lives because they are so adorable. And it kind of makes me a little bit miss, like, not having kids myself, <laughs> which was, you know, a choice and universe's choice for me. But it's so cool I can kind of, you know, vicarious curiously, you know, imagine <laughs> what it's like to have these two little ones. So without further ado, uh, hi, Dr. Kenny. Hi, Dr. Erin. Hi, Karen. I'm Dr. Karen. Hi. so glad to be here. Um, yeah, yeah I'm so happy to have you back. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for, thanks for shutting out of my Facebook Live. It's usually my girls that prompt me to do them. You know, they're like, Mommy, let's do a video. They love doing it, and they love watching the video. Oh, and now so my older daughter is like, can we see how many people watched it, Mommy? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That. That's hilarious. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, if you want to check me out, it's on my personal page. It's Erin Kinney. I'm, I'm, uh, you can find me and watch, watch all the videos that I do with my girls. Yeah, so I just um, want to have yeah, uh, everybody so. know how to spell your name. So maybe you can just, you know, we'll, we'll spell your website yeah, sure. name now and then on Facebook. Yeah, so it's Erin Kinney, and E-R-I-N, and then K-I-N-N-E-Y. Um, and if you want to, we can talk about it later, but I have a Facebook group called the Stress Reset Academy that you can pop in there, and I'm you know, posting stuff all the time about ways you can change your, and we're going to talk about today, like change the way your body responds to kind of everyday little stressors, because those are the things that we can control mm. our response to. Um, so there's lots of good tips in there about diet, nutrition, and exercise, and different ways you can 
can do that. So if you want to like connect with me more, that's a great place to start. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. So we'll we'll be reannouncing these uh, partway through the show for folks that they're coming in late and at the very end as well. And if you want some expert mentoring coaching with uh, Dr. Erin today, uh, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Just hit one on your dial pad so I know your hand's up. Again, it's 818-514-1190. And then uh, I'm trying to get the chat up here, but it's not really working today. So I might not be able to answer questions on chat until I can figure out how to get, I clicked the wrong button and then now it's just kind of like, doo-dee-doo, you know, it's not actually going, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully I'll get that fixed in a little bit. Um, so, Dr. Aaron, we, you know, one of the things that we were going to talk about today, uh, first of all, we'll, we'll just kind of go over your story first for people that haven't heard the first show. Yeah, sure. But then the other thing we we're going to go over today is that, that what you were saying before is about how, you know, on a daily practical basis, there are these little things that we can start shifting in our everyday life, like today, as of today, that can really make a difference yes. in healing adrenals, right? Oh, totally. There's so many little, um, little easy, and a lot of them are free, like little easy ways you can do to change up how your body's responding to stress. And, you know, that's ultimately, I find that that's why so many people end up with adrenal fatigue. And some people don't even know they have adrenal fatigue. They end up in the doc, you know, seeing different doctors because they've got joint pain or um, anxiety or GI issues or these whole seemingly unrelated symptoms. But it's really all because their body's so burnt out from using cortisol to respond to all these little things that they shouldn't be using cortisol for. So they don't have the cortisol to actually fix the other things in the body. Um, and so the mm. problem with our, not the problem, but the way our bodies are wired is that whether a lion's chasing us or, you know, you get your child is screaming in the car or you're sitting in traffic, your body responds physically to stress in the same way. So you get this whole flood of stress hormones. And when you're sitting in traffic, you don't really need that surge of cortisol or the surge of adrenaline. If you're running from a lion, you do. But in a lot of the everyday situations, we don't need to be expending all of that energy. And it's like we, we use up all of our energy. And then when we really need it, we don't have it. So it's really important to kind of learn how to manage some of these small little situations and train your body not to react in that fight or flight manner, right? So that we can kind of conserve those stress hormones for when we do need them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So why don't you share a little bit about your journey? Like how did you, first of all, become a, you decide to become a naturopath and then be an expert in this area? So when I was in my early 20s, right after graduating from undergrad, I went through a period of severe depression. I, and I'd gone from being, you know, like top of my class, running marathons, really happy all the time, doing, you know, lots of great work. And then six months later, I was, could barely get out of bed. I gained like 30 pounds. My joints hurt. I was having digestive issues. I was having a whole host of bizarre symptoms. The biggest one that was concerning to me was that I just couldn't stop crying. I was crying all the time. So I went to wow. see my GP and I was like, you know, I think, I think maybe something's wrong. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, here's some Wellbutrin. You're just depressed. And just kind of sent me on my way. <laughs> and, I, and I left his office being like, sorry about that. Like, you know, I'd grown up, I'd grown up thinking, 
you know, kind of doing things a little bit more naturally. You know, my mom, if I had a headache, she would tell me, you probably need to eat something or drink some water, not just here's the Advil. Mm. Um, so I called a family member who was also a GP and said, should I take this? And she goes, well, you probably shouldn't start with Wellbutrin. You know, someone else in our family had a reaction to that. Maybe you should start with therapy. You know, you're just out of college, a big life change. So I went to start seeing a therapist, and she listened to my story and actually had just had lunch with a naturopathic doctor. And she goes, you know, I think you should go see this guy. I think he'd be a good fit. So I went to go see this naturopathic doctor. And he listened to my story and immediately knew, oh, this, this woman has adrenal fatigue. <laughs> but he ran a bunch of different nutrient levels and did a whole bunch of different tests and listened to me for two hours. And within six weeks, I was, you know, 70% better, had lost weight, was you know, sleeping better, wasn't wow. crying anymore, felt you know, much more like myself. And at the end of that time, I'm like, wow that's what I want to do. I want to help people do that. I'd been pre-med in college, but I dropped out of it and opted to do something else. And so I ended up quitting my job, going back to school and, you know, went to naturopathic school. And then, you know, mostly what I, what I recovered with during that first time, you know, he used herbs, he used some adrenal glandulars, he used some homeopathics, he changed up my diet. And that worked really well for me at the time. Then fast forward, you know, seven or eight years, I've finished naturopathic school, which kind of put me back into adrenal fatigue. I got married. I got pregnant very quickly. I was starting to practice. After I had my first daughter, I kind of slipped back into that adrenal fatigue place again. I was training for a marathon. I was totally overdoing it. So I went back to that, mm. you know, herbal diet protocol, and I tried to treat myself again. And it didn't really, I mean, it works, but it didn't work as well. And I was like, man, like, what's going oh. on? This is my medicine. This is my thing. But at that point, I really started to realize that, you know, it was the lifestyle Thing. You know, I was overdoing it. I was not sleeping, and I was burning the candle from both ends. And um, and so that, you know, while the herbs and all the things that I was taking really helped, they weren't going to get me 100% better at that point. I, you know, I'd, I'd used up all my resources. I was, I was, you know, I was in energy debt. And so it wasn't until I started realizing that, you know, running 10 miles four times a week isn't isn't in the cards for me right now. I don't I don't have the resources to do that. So I had to really start changing my habits and resting more. And so um. And, and that's what I've realized, you know, when I work with a lot of women now, I still use all the herbs and homeopathics and those protocols, but I've started to notice that women really get better when we start to change some of the everyday lifestyle things. Mm. And Oh, that's Yeah, so, so that's kind of my story. We can't uh, out-supplement our lifestyle, <laughs> I mean. Exactly, yeah, that is exactly the point, you know, and I think I think they work, of course they work, and... But if you do them and you're you're not changing, you know, if you continue to burn the candle from both ends, at some point, you know, the supplement won't do what it needs to do. Uh, I always use the analogy with, um, you know, when we're talking about cortisol and energy and that if it's kind of like every night when you go to sleep, you're putting a deposit into your energy bank account. So let's say if you sleep eight hours, you're going to get $100 worth of energy that you need to spend in an average day. So, and so you sleep for eight hours, you get your $100 in your bank account, you spend it, and then let's say the next night you only get four hours of sleep. Well, now you're only going to get $50 put into your bank account, but the next day you still need to spend 100 because, of, you know, if you're, whatever your right. lifestyle is, well, your body will allow you to take out a line of credit, you know, and drinking coffee and taking stimulants or doing things of that nature will kind of allow you to take out an even larger line of credit. But if you don't, you know, <laughs> if you continue to take out, you know, a line of credit and you know, you can not get enough sleep and spend more energy. Eventually, you know, the and this is when people kind of hit a wall. Is eventually, the, the you know the bank or the, the body's bank is like, nope, sorry, I'm not giving you any more credit. Like you're done. You got to pay back the debt. 
And so a lot, a lot of the, you know, when I get patients that are at that point, I'm like, all right, you know, we can take supplements when you're blue in the face, but what you really just need is sleep. You need to just pay back your energy mm. debt. Um, and I've had some patients recently that have come to me and they're, they're just, you know, they're, um, they're busy moms that are working and doing things and they're spending an hour to two hours at the gym every day. And, and that's oh then gosh. is a really important time. And, and yeah, but they're having all these, I have three patients like this around. They're having all these digestive issues and constipation and, all, and, you know, it's because they're just, they're continually putting themselves into fight or flight and their body's not thinking about digesting. But each one of them, I said, I want you to take the, you know, for the next two weeks, instead of going to the gym, still get your babysitter or do whatever, but I want you to sleep. And two of them actually listened to me, and they feel like I just saw one of them on Friday. She's like, I feel like a new person. And she lost weight. And wow. She was sleeping better. It was like, you know, and it was so counterintuitive because here she's thinking, well, I need to exercise to make my moods feel better. But the exercise was making everything worse. So, you know, and I said this wouldn't be forever. You know, it's just until we get you back to kind of your baseline. But, um, but sometimes that's, you know, that's what you need to do. Sometimes you just need to stop doing some of the things that you're doing. Well, that's not a very popular prescription. <laughs> no, it's not a popular prescription. Sometimes it can be a little tricky. It works. Or the it one works. patient that didn't listen to me, she's like, what do you mean I need to stop exercising? I'm going to get fat. I'm like, no, you actually are not. You probably will lose weight. But um, sometimes that takes a little more convincing. Because when you're in that adrenal fatigue place and, you, and weight, you know, weight gain is often a really common complaint that I hear, is that, right. you know, people come in and they're like, I just can't lose weight right now. And this is particularly for women that are maybe in, like, perimenopause or, you know, and if, if they're also struggling with adrenal fatigue, more exercise and less calories is not going to equal weight loss. It's actually going to, in most cases, I see it cause them gain weight. And it's when we can finally, and it's such a hard mental switch because typically, you know, when, you know, as women, when we're in our 20s or whatever, we can easily, like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, cut 500 calories and exercise more and I'll lose the weight. But when you get, when you're in that adrenal fatigue place, the exact opposite happens. Your body kind of goes into this starvation mode, and it's like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to lose any weight. She's not giving me enough, she's not giving me enough to feed my, my needs, and I'm not, you know, overdoing it with exercise or whatever. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a very strange, very strange um, kind of thing to wrap your head around. But I see it work time and time again when people do take that advice that, they come back and they're like, I'm amazed. I've stopped working out and I've lost weight. Yes, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of women need, you know, a per- they need permission. Um, and if it's coming, yes. especially if it's coming from an expert, a coming from a practitioner, like they, they don't feel like they can give their per- themselves permission to just like hang out and not be productive. And here you are as a professional saying that's exactly what you need to do. And so the folks that aren't going to resist that and do it, yeah, they're going to get results. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so that's one of the biggest things, you know, and, and that's not what I do for everyone. I don't tell everyone to stop exercising. But if that is kind of a piece of what's going on, you know, if they are overdoing it, sometimes taking a step down from that can be really beneficial. Um, but I do recommend to most people that I see that they need to rest, and by rest I mean lay completely flat for at least 10 minutes a day, you know, in the middle of the day or in the afternoon. Or a lot of a lot of us get a natural dip in our energy at some point. Usually it is after lunch, you know, sometime in that early afternoon time. Um, and most of us kind of fight through or push through that. But that's actually when you should yeah. take a little bit of a rest. And it's very common in many cultures all over the world to take a siesta or to 
um, you know, just lay down for a bit. But so I recommend to, you know, just take 10 minutes or I have one, um, especially I don't work with too many men, but this one high-level male CEO that I work with, and he's he's got major burnout. He's having a really hard time focusing, and really his company was starting to struggle, and he was really upset about that, which brought him in. And I told him he needed to take a 10-minute power nap in the afternoon, and he came back and he was like, I couldn't find 10 minutes, but I found seven. So I blocked off seven minutes every day. He's like, it completely changed the rest of the things. Like my, and of course, as a man, he's like, my profits have increased, you know, my productivity has increased in the second half of the day. And all it takes is seven minutes of him, you know, just checking out for a little bit, wow. and then he comes back. And but I see that being really profound for women as well, you know, a lot. And women that, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you work or whatever, whatever you're you're doing, if you can just find 10 minutes in the afternoon and maybe this is in your car or under your desk or just lay down, listen to some <laughs> nice music. You don't actually have to sleep, but it's like a little, a little mini siesta. And, and you'll get up from that and you'll be like, oh, all right. And it's like you get this second wind and a second start to your day. That's really great. Yeah, I, I think that that horizontal position, like there's all these things going on in the body that we probably don't even know the half of it, what goes on. Um, I know in Chinese medicine we call it the yin state, you know, the yin and the yang, the yang is yes. productive and active and going out, and the yin is going within and being quiet and still and and not doing anything. And I certainly was the poster yes. child for, you know, the doer for most of my, and yeah. I still am very, very productive, <laughs> but I do appreciate uh, definitely the the wisdom of, of doing that. And people, I don't think, understand that it's our being, like our vibration that really manifests what happens in yeah. our day. So if we continue being stressed, continue pushing ourselves, continue not listening to our bodies, our world just reflects all that chaos. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, Even more. it's nice to just like, go in. And yeah, and I think I think I've started to realize when I get to a point in my day where I feel overwhelmed, I feel like I can't handle. You know, I have some days in my clinic where it's just patient after patient and calls and all these things. And I, I I've started blocking off. Usually, I block off about 20 minutes, and I just go. We've got a water bed. I just go and check out. And sometimes mm-hmm. I do that earlier than I need to. But it's you know, a lot of us think when we get overwhelmed, we need to push through, or we need to drink coffee. But really, you need to just go re like into that what you're talking about that yin state go like reassess go within and then you can come back out and you'll be much you know things will will be much better um so yeah so that's my you know major tip is to get horizontal for um at least 10 minutes a day and i i you know i have some people that will ask me well can i just sit in my chair and lay back and it's really important because when you lay horizontal or you lay flat you know, your body, it, it signals to your body, hey, I, I don't have to, my blood pressure can go down, my heart rate can decrease, yes. you know, and you're, if you want to even put your legs above your heart a little bit, that, you know, it, it just, it, it's really nourishing for the body, and it does get you, get you into that parasympathetic, the opposite of fight or flight, a lot faster. Sometimes when we're sitting up, mm-hmm. we're still, we might still be doing parasympathetic, or excuse me, fight or flight breathing, and so laying flat, you know, um, is a really nice, nice way to kind of quickly get you into that rest and digest, which is where we want to be spending most of our life anyways. Um, yeah, that's right. Well, well and, and, yeah. and you know what's really great about this too, Dr. Kinney, it's free. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, no you know, complex totally things and you to can do. do it. Yeah, and you can do it mostly anywhere. You know, some, some people are like, oh, I don't really, I can't really do it in my office. You're just scared that people are going to look at you weird. Just say, listen, I'm taking a nap on the floor. It's all good. They might want to join you. 
Um, yeah, that's free, right. And like you can, you can do it anywhere. And so, you know, and speaking of like tips, like simple tips that are free, the other one that, you know, is available to us anytime, anywhere, and it's also free is just simple breathing. Um, and there's many different breathing activities or exercises that you can do. Um, but the simplest one, and you can even do this while you're laying flat, is to put one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart and to take a deep breath. And when you're breathing in, really try to focus on your breath going into your belly so that you're doing belly breathing. And what this does is that, again, it takes you directly into parasympathetic. So you're breathing into your abdominal organs, organs which tells the body to send blood flow there, meaning it's going to take the blood flow away from the arms and legs, taking you out of fight or flight. And so even just doing five deep belly breaths can, can really calm down your nervous system and stop you from responding in that stress response. Um, there are other, like, breath works if you want to get more advanced. There's lots of other breath work techniques that you can do. Um, but, but five deep belly breaths is a really, really quick, easy way to, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if something is stressing you out and it shouldn't be, just try that simple trick and it should kind of calm you down. Um, and, yeah, and stop your body from responding um, in mm. fight or flight. Well, I know there's there's definitely data, you know, around that, that, that breathing or changing our breath makes a huge yes. difference in various different parameters oh, of our totally. body, including blood pressure and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and, yeah, like you said, go, going from fight or flight to the relaxation response. And we don't really – we don't learn this. I mean, maybe you guys do in naturopathic school, no. but we, you know, in medicine, we don't learn this. We don't learn it growing up. We don't, um, in kindergarten, we take a nap. But other than that, it's just considered in our North American world a waste of time. Yeah. Like they poo poo it, you know, even though there's data supporting yeah, it, because, it actually makes a difference. Oh. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is, you know, your first year in med school, you know, when you're learning about the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, I think I think most most MDs are most just kind of forget, you know, the sympathetic nervous system, all the things it does, it increases your blood pressure, it increases your heart rate, it increases your blood sugar because if you you know if you haven't eaten and a lion's chasing you, cortisol, one of its main functions is to go and tell the liver to break down stored sugar called glycogen increase your blood pressure, so you, or excuse me, your blood sugar, so you have something, you know, some sort of energy. So if you're constantly in fight flight and maybe you're, you're eating sugar, you're eating things, you know, I, I find that a lot of um, patients with um, diabetes or other issues related to blood sugar, sometimes PCOS or um, hormone issues, you know, getting, you know, it, part of the root cause is that they're in fight flight in, in that sympathetic nervous system all the time. And so it's causing an artificial increase in their blood sugar. Um, but so, so getting back to, you know, learning that, you know, blood pressure increases, heart rate increases, blood sugar increases, all of these changes happen when you're in fight flight. Um, and it's funny to me that, you know, some people that they, they know stress causes these issues, but they kind of forget how simple the link is. It's like, well, yeah, stress affects your blood pressure. Cause when you're in fight flight, the first thing it does is, you know, increases your blood pressure. So it's like the simple way to just get you out of that is, kind of the simplest way to help heal some of the, you know, some of the really chronic health issues that um, a lot of, you know, developing or developed countries struggle with, right? You know, diabetes mm-hmm. and high blood pressure, yes. and, um, heart disease, and um, I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit, but 
Well, yeah. well, people definitely, yeah. it's like intellectually know stress is bad, or they've been told stress is bad and bad for your health, but they don't often connect that to their everyday habits or even their everyday yeah. thoughts that then create the stress response. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm glad you bring up the thought thing because that's, you know, I, I, I teach these workshops that are called the Stress Reset um, workshops, and, the, you know, we talk about the different kind of the steps to figuring out how how we're going to change your body's response to these everyday things. And the first step is you have to actually recognize what are the things in your everyday life that are causing you stress because some people don't even realize that. Um, so usually I have people yeah. make a list of, you know, possible things that could be causing, you know, triggering their stress response. And sometimes it's people. Sometimes it's someone you work with or someone in your family or a relationship or um, so I have, you know, make a list of people and then we make a list of situations that you might be in that could potentially cause you stress. And then we talk about the different thoughts that you might be having every day. And, you know, merely just, you know, if I have you think about a lion chasing you, just thinking about that, even if it's not actually happening, can actually trigger your stress response. So, you know, when you watch a scary movie, you know that, you know, the whatever scary thing is happening in a movie is not actually going to harm you. But you still feel that, you know, when someone jumps out yeah. and scares you, you still feel that, you know, that response. And so your negative thoughts can actually start to impact and cause, you know, cause that stress response in your body. So, um, so you know, one of the first things, and this is, this is not easy to do, but, again, this is, this is a free thing you can do, is start to shift some of the thoughts, the thought patterns that you have every day, right? So if you're having chronic negative thoughts about maybe someone you work with or you hate your job or sometimes it's even about your own body. And I see this a lot with women where women, mm, you know, they're yes. upset or they've gained weight, you know, and they have negative thoughts about their body over and over again. Well, and that starts to, that starts to create this stress cycle about it. Um, and it's, you know, that's not good for the body. So, you know, the way we start to, you know, shift what's going on then is we start to, you know, we start with gratitude and start to say, okay, we're going to change change the way we think and we're going to put a little bit of positive thinking in here um, because, you know, the minute you start to think positively about something, again, it turns off your stress response. So we want to spend as much time as possible thinking positive thoughts. Um, and again, you know, with a lot of the women I work with, it's usually the, the negative thoughts that they're having come back to negative thoughts about their body, whether it's worrying about whatever health issues they've got going on or, you know, disliking, you know, the weight that they've gained or the way their body looks. Or, um, so I talk to them a lot about, you know, let's, let's find some good things about your body that you like and let's focus on those and let's start to shift how you feel. Because um, there's, there's actually a lot of really cool research showing that your thoughts actually affects your DNA. Um, you know Dr. Emoto, right, Karen? Yes. I'm sure you have heard of him. Yeah. I love that. Well, so, you know, that's, yeah, so Dr. Moto looks at water and how when you say a word to a glass of water, and then he would, he would take pictures of the water at the molecular level, and if you say something like love or beautiful or harmony, the water crystals would be these beautiful images like snowflakes. And, but if you say something like hate or ugly or, um, you know, a negative, a negative word, he would take a photo and the, it, nothing would be symmetrical. The crystals would look horrible. So, which is really interesting. And if you're interested, just Google him and you can look at all the different pictures. He's got a great book. It's really cool. But there was some research done kind of in a similar 
um, fashion where they were looking at, okay, well, you know, our cells are mostly water, so what are, when we say positive things to the body or to cells, what's happening in there? And so they actually specifically looked at the chromosomes and, you know, the nucleus of the DNA. And when you say, I'll start, well, first let me make sure you understand, everyone who's listening, that in order for your body to read your DNA and make a protein or do anything, the first step that has to be done is the chromosome, which is a bunch of DNA coiled up tightly, it has to get unwound. So it has to unwind it so the body can read the different, you know, the DNA codes. It can then make a protein or make an enzyme or make whatever it needs to do to do its job. And so what they found is that if you said negative things to these cells, is that the chromosomes actually wound themselves tighter, making it harder for the body to unwind it and read the DNA. Whereas if they said positive things to the cells, the chromosomes would literally, they'd unwind themselves, making it so easy for the body to go, oh, great, I'm going to make this enzyme, I'm going to make this, you know, this hormone, I'm going to make whatever it needed to make. So if you think about that on like a macro level, if you're saying negative things to your body, oh, my thighs are fat, or oh, you know, look at this rash, it's so ugly, and if you're repeating that over and over again, you're actually stopping your body from being able to heal itself. Whereas if you're saying positive things, and Karen, can't you know this, I know you know this, but when Mm -hmm. you say positive things, it's actually you're helping your DNA unwind itself so your body can do the healing it needs to do. Um, I just think that's so cool. Um, But, you know, there's science. It is cool. Positive thinking. It's really cool. Yeah, exactly. The the science is is so, so interesting. And, and, um, the you know the the whole positive negative thing i like some people you know sometimes i'll say like it's okay to notice you know what you don't like still or what isn't yes, you know comfortable yes. totally get that it's okay to notice it but it's the emotional attachment and reaction to it that often gets us in trouble yes. like you know that resistance yeah. of I don't want it to be here. Why is it here? You know how come I have this again? And yeah. oh no, not again! And you know all that stuff that is really the harmful piece. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's a very that's a very good point. That it is okay to it is okay to notice it, and, and you do need to notice it. You can't ignore it. You've got to listen listen to what your body what it's bringing up. But yeah, yeah some people think that positive thinking is up. ignoring reality. Yes, no, and that, we're not really not, saying that. Thank you for that distinction. Yes, don't ignore it. If your body's trying to tell you something, don't ignore it. Just don't focus on it. (laughs) (laughs) Or judge it, you know. Yes. Uh, yes, We can get to that point where we can thank it, maybe. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What are you trying to tell me? You know, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, you eat something and then you get a rash. You know, don't freak out and say, oh, thank you, you know, thank you, body, for telling me I shouldn't eat this. Or I find this really common with things like heartburn. You know, people go to all these different doctors yes. and they see it and they're freaking out about the heartburn. It's like, well, your body's literally just trying to get rid of something that you're putting into your mouth. So we should be grateful that your body is, you know, very easily telling you <laughs> this food it doesn't like, you know. <laughs> Thank right. your body and yeah. stop eating that one food. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. tell us what the, so, what the steps are in your stress reset program. What are the three yeah, major so the first steps? step, like I was talking, yeah, so it's to start recognizing what kind of, what your patterns are, what your stress patterns are. So like I said, whether what, what people in your life, what places, what things, what thought patterns, we just start recognizing that and seeing what they are. And then we go and we look through them and say, okay, are, are these things that we can change? If so, great, let's change them. If they're not, maybe we'll figure out kind of how we can downplay them a bit. And then the next the next phase is really to, start to reset the body. And this is 
um, using different ways that we can reset the brain talking to the adrenal glands. Because one of the biggest things that I find in women that get kind of stuck in this stress cycle is that they're, they've been, the brain or the, um, the hypothalamus and pituitary pituitary gland have been telling the adrenals to pump out cortisol for so long and typically cortisol is supposed to come back to the brain and it's supposed to, once the stress is dealt with, cortisol is supposed to actually turn off further production of the stress hormone. But when we're constantly turning that process on, eventually the body's like, what's the point of turning it off? So it just stops making this feedback receptor. So you get stuck in this constantly pumping out stress hormone. So the second phase is we really work on the things that actually help your body allow itself to turn off. And the scientific part of that is actually we're, we're turning back on this negative feedback receptor. And so a lot of that part of my program is, you know, starting to change some of those thought patterns, practicing gratitude, working on the breath work, doing a lot of these lifestyle practices. Like I said, a lot of this, in this phase, a lot of the things are free. You know, sometimes it is like we're going to focus on getting more sleep. We're going to focus on getting more rest. Um, and then the last phase is to like to reinvigorate the body because, you know, oftentimes when women are stressed out and overwhelmed and burnt out, they don't have joy. They don't feel they don't feel like they're doing their best work in the world because they're just stuck in this constant cycle and they can't quite get out of it. So the last phase is really about you know finding okay now that you're physically feeling better, let's find you know let's let's bring you back into what you're meant to do in the world. So it's kind of looking for the things in your life that bring you joy and um, and getting you back into like feeling like you're in harmony with your body. So that's kind of what what we do in that in that program, and yeah. And how so? How long is this program? Yeah. So it's a twelve week program, and um, yeah, we spend the first month kind of doing the recognized stuff, the second month resetting the body, and then the third month we do some of that reinvigorating reinvigorating work, which is the best month because everyone feels great and it's awesome. Mm, that's great. Well, I I noticed that some you know some people will be like, oh, I I've heard some of this before, and you know I've tried it. And here's the thing I want everybody to understand. And and we talked about this in other shows as well is that there is a huge difference between intellectually knowing something or even reading something. I know plenty of friends uh, that <laughs> that read a lot of books, and I look at their life, and I'm thinking, you did not implement any of that. <laughs> Um, and yeah. so it's so important for us to have accountability partners. And yes. and, and yes. I think in this case, you know, um, people sometimes think they're their own best experts. And that's great, you know, that people have researched a lot. And But the thing is sometimes they just don't feel supported because the people around them don't understand. Yes. You know, they're like, well, who are you? You're not a doctor. Right. And yeah. and well, yeah. like your medical doctor, your regular Western medical doctor is like, what's adrenal fatigue? There's no such thing. It's not in the diagnostic oh, code totally. of whatever. Yeah. It's Addison's disease or nothing. Like, no, there can't be anything <laughs> yep. between perfectly healthy adrenals and perfectly you know, devastated <laughs> adrenals and you could die tomorrow kind of thing. Like there's nothing in between. Oh, totally. sure. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So I think it's important for people, you know, if they resonate um, with like, yeah, you know what, it's time. I need some guidance. I need some support. I need, you know, a professional to back me up here, you know, so that you can stay on track and know what order to do things. And when things come up, when that resistance and those obstacles come up, then you have an expert 
and, you know, a group, you know, a tribe to really yes. support you on that journey. So I, I find that it's, it's such a huge difference in results when people think they can do it on their own, but they really can't. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. when they really invest and in themselves. Stuff, yeah. And this stuff is not, some of it's not easy. You know, like I say, a lot of it's free, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, and I think the biggest struggle that I find, you know, when patients are coming in, a lot of them have done a lot of their you know, research and work on their own, but most of the stuff they're finding is, oh, here's this product you can take. Take this product, right. take this, yes, herb, yes, take yes, this supplement, right. and this is going to fix. And and like I said, I, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for that. And, you know, part of my program, we talk about the specific supplements that you might need to be taking, you know, in the initial phases while we're resetting things, but that's not going to get you 100% better. And so in some of these, you know, changes, like I said, they are simple and they are, a lot of them are free, that, you know, that you're not going to be spending money on a supplement every month, but they're not easy to, to make sure that you keep doing them. And I think that what, um, what I've found that women that have run through this program is, is you know, that I've kept them accountable. I've made, you know, and we make sure, like, hey, are, are you doing your breathing every, every day? Are you, you know, you're getting horizontal? Are you, because sometimes people do it for a few days, and after a few, it takes more than a few days for it really to start to make a change. You know, you've got to do it for three months for it to really, you know, sink in. And a lot of people kind of give up on it sooner than that and don't actually get the yeah. full benefit. So, yeah, so, the you know, I, I, I have seen tremendous results in women that I've run through this program, um, more so than patients that just come in to see me in the clinic. You know, I'm, I'm in much more contact with people in this program. And so I really enjoy running it because, you know, because I'm seeing really good results and people are, you know, having lasting changes. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm earlier in my, you know, clinical career, people would come in, I'd treat them, they'd get better, but then a year later, they'd be back in my office with the same issues. Okay, so we fixed this before, and, and sometimes we'd do the same <laughs> protocol, but it wouldn't work the next time. You know, and I was like, I've been through this. I did all the herbs, and then I ended up with adrenal fatigue again, and it wasn't until I, you know, made these, these simple but, you know, sometimes challenging to keep up or, you know, keep yourself accountable changes that I really noticed, you know, that I was able to make change in my body. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for the, the um, yeah, the chat about going through a program can be really, really beneficial and helpful. So if you're feeling like you're struggling trying to do it on your own, you know, I can definitely be a, re- be a resource to try to help you, you know, help you through and get, like I said, join my Facebook group. It's a really good community of women in there that are all kind of suffering with this. And, um, and yeah, you can kind of start there if you want. Good, good so place maybe to we jump can run through. Reset. Oh, thank you. Yes. What, so what's yeah, it called? called? the Stress Reset Academy. Stress Reset Academy. Okay, perfect. The Stress Reset Academy on Facebook and also, of course, um, so do you have a way in which people can um, learn more about this program, see if it's for them, and maybe, you know, interview or something like that, see if it's appropriate, if they're a good fit? Yeah, so actually if they go into the Stress Reset Academy and join there, they can um, message me or there is um, – or if they just want to direct message me on Facebook, is probably the best way right now. My website is currently getting um, a facelift, so <laughs> – so thank you, Doc. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's you can cool. Just well, send me a private message on Facebook, and we can have a chat. 
Okay, great. Well, I just also wanted to share with folks, if you have a question of Dr. Erin Kinney today, right now, you can call in live and ask your question, 818-514-1190, just hit 1, so I know your hand is up. So again, 818-514-1190, and just hit 1, and I got the chat working, yay! So (laughs) you can also join us on the chat, so if you have a question um, about yourself uh, or a loved one or, you know, someone who you might think is going through this or you need some advice, this is a perfect perfect time to get some freebie advice here <laughs> from Dr. Kinney. Uh, and I, yeah, I just want to, to ask a couple of things since I had you on the phone, sure. <laughs> on the on the line. Um, one is that um, two, two areas, let's just say areas of uh, contention here <laughs> with my patients. And, uh, yeah. And I'm sure you've seen this as well. So um, I, number one is coffee. Okay, so oh, so yes. there okay. there's a book called uh, I think all the things wrong with coffee. Anyway, so I'm personally not a big fan of coffee uh, because even I know the evidence is like there's there's evidence too you know yes and no right and and the evidence that says yes coffee's great it's antioxidant it's this it's that you know increased sports performance and yada yada yada. Um, but from my point of view, and not that I'm an expert in Chinese medicine at all, I do acupuncture, but I'm not, I'm a Western trained doctor. Um, and we all say, oh, coffee's fine, right? Like my dad is, a, you know, loves coffee and his, his doctor's like, you know, coffee's fine, you know, but I'm like, he's got kidney failure and he's got, you know, kidney mm-hmm. cancer and yeah. all this kidney related stuff in Chinese medicine. We say those kinds of things are kidney toxic. So in your expert opinion, yeah. in your, what you've seen, what, what do you recommend? Well, so I first start when someone, and I get this question almost every day, like, can I drink coffee? Is coffee bad for me? I first start by asking, why are you drinking coffee? Are you drinking Because mm. the there's, there's coffee. There, coffee has, I think, two, there's two issues with it. There's the actual coffee, and then there's the caffeine, right? And, and most, most people, I think most people, are drinking coffee in the morning because they, they need the cat or they need it. Like, they can't function throughout the day without it. it. And if right. that's why you're drinking coffee, I usually say we need to cut that out for right now because that's essentially allowing, you know, it's, it's like that's your line, that's your credit card, right? That's your credit card. And if you, if you aren't in a space to be spending more money on your credit card, you probably shouldn't be drinking coffee. We need to, you know, take that out. If you are someone that doesn't need the coffee, like you don't need the caffeine, you don't need the, or you're someone who loves coffee, you do decaf, and that's part of a morning ritual and you're sitting down and it's, you know, it's when you're journaling or, you know, if it's something that brings you great joy and it's part of, you know, like I said, it's part of your ritual, then by all means, you know, as long as there's no, you know, you were mentioning talking about kidney health and those things, you know, as long as you don't have a major chronic disease, like go for the coffee. You know, I think that, um, you know, most of the women that I'm working with, you know, in the adrenal fatigue space, if they're drinking coffee because they love it and it's maybe a couple of days a week and they, you know, maybe only half a cup, great. But if you're someone that you can't function until you have your cup of coffee, that's which usually they're the ones that don't want to hear that they can't have coffee. But that's where coffee right. can kind of come like a crutch, and it's not. It's actually making your problem worse the more you drink it. Um, I mean, there are a lot of benefits to coffee, right? I mean, there's you know it is a major antioxidant. Um, you know, there's there's been so many studies. If you get on PubMed and look at coffee, and you know, there's there's research to support either way. Um, but I really find that. You know, if it's if you're drinking it because you can't function without it, then we probably need to take you off of coffee until we've gotten your energy, you know, back to kind of baseline or better. 
Um, but if it's part of your ritual, then I say, by all means, go for it. Um, that being said, I'm usually a very much a realist with my patients. You know, someone can't, you know, give up coffee cold turkey because they'd have to sleep for two weeks. You know, then we might just want to cut back on it a little bit um, or do some other things to help help with their energy. But um, but that's kind of my take on coffee. Did that answer your question? Yeah, that's a very balanced approach, and um, it makes yeah. you know it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think that uh, that that's similar to you know what I've recommended for people as well, and. Um, I, I, I sometimes people will say to me, well, it doesn't affect my sleep. I can sleep just fine. And then when I ask about their sleep, oh, I wake up you know, mm. just a few times at night. I go pee at night. And I said, do you remember your dreams? Well, not yeah. really. I haven't remembered them for about 15 yeah. years. You know, I'm like, I don't think you're actually no. sleeping the way we would like yeah. you to sleep, you know. And, yeah, uh, totally. Yes, yeah, and that's yeah. a very common thing I hear, too. I'll ask, like, is it affecting your sleep? And say, oh no, and then I'll ask about sleep. Oh, but I'm waking up most times tonight. That's a sign that coffee is probably affecting your sleep. Um, well, so, also, too, isn't it true, so yeah, Dr. You know. Kenny, that once your adrenals get kaput and they're like you can't even get a stress response, maybe, so that you, you oh, your totally. coffee doesn't seem to rise you, right? Because you're just like, totally. That is exactly a very good point. Yeah, when your um, when your adrenals go totally flat out. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and that's when you, you really just need rest. I have a couple of patients right now that are in, you know, there's different phases of adrenal fatigue, and usually the first one is, I call it like the supernova phase, and that's when people are just, they're in that burning the candle from both ends, and usually they feel great during that period. They're going on four hours of sleep. Right. They're doing all these projects. They're doing great. And at some point, they will start to burn out, and typically the, the phase two and three are slightly similar, but the second phase, you know, they'll start, Having, they'll start having trouble falling asleep. They might not sleep as well. They'll be a little tired in the morning, and their cortisol pattern will essentially shift a little bit. It'll be low in the morning and high at night. And then, you know, in the third phase, that can just tend to get a little bit worse. And it's that fourth phase where just all cortisol production just shuts off completely. And that's when we start to see, like, system failures in the body. And that's when we start to see a lot of different, you know, people, their joint pain is horrible. They can't get out of bed. They're, you know, and they basically have no cortisol to fix any of the other issues in the body. Mm. That's a, cortisol is such a tricky thing because on the one hand, it is the stress hormone, but on the other hand, it's really needed. You know, we, it's needed to wake us yeah. up. It's also our body's natural anti-inflammatory. So if you do have a headache or you have pain in your knee or you get a cut, cortisol is the first thing that gets sent to those things to make you feel better. So, you know, and I find this a lot in, um, like, particularly with joint pain, you know, it's usually people are having joint pain because there's not enough cortisol to go and fix their joints. So then what do they do? They go and they get, you know, a prednisone shot, which is essentially, yep. you know, synthetic version of cortisol, but it's not, that's not actually fixing the problem. You know, the problem is for some reason their body doesn't have the resources to make enough cortisol or they're putting their cortisol somewhere else. They shouldn't be, um, you know, they're using it to respond to different mm. stressors or so it really all, is all about kind of where your body is, is utilizing the cortisol. But when you get to a point where your adrenals are flat out, you know, there, there's literally just no cortisol production and that can be, that's, you know, when we get the diagnosis of Addison's disease, <laughs> which is not good. Right. Well, and, and I want, this reminds me of a, a, a case of a, a friend of mine, um, and, and you can, I'd love your opinion on this as well. Now, now they're so popular out there to do these detox programs. So like, oh, yeah. you know, doctor who was so-and-so and so-and-so and so all these famous people, right, with all these books, 
bestsellers, you know, all about detox this, detox that, detox your body, lose weight, you know, and then I see all these people, and I see a lot of women as well, like you do, um, you know, like, oh, I, you know, maybe I should do this detox program, you know, but the, but to me, it, it's like they're doing this water fast or this juicing fast mm. or whatever, and this friend of mine went to an institute, I won't say which one, but very famous, um, and they do this amazing, you know, whole color juicing, fasting all day. And you go and you do yoga and meditation and everything. Anyway, she bottomed out and uh, she had a horrible um, uh, rash um, and, and literally looked like a burn victim. And they said to her, go mm. to the ER. <laughs> they didn't know what the heck to do with oh, it. Oh, wow. And, of course, I kind of wish she would have asked me whether that was a good idea to go to this you know, detox thing, but she didn't want to put upon me, you know, being a doctor and all and everything. So, but her adrenals could, couldn't hack it. There was no cortisol left. And so when she yeah. did this, this yeah. detox, it, 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 yeah, maybe you can speak a little bit about the safety of when you're in adrenal fatigue of detoxing, what yeah. you have to do, just a little segue so, into that. Yeah, I, I, um, I usually do not recommend detox whatsoever when you're in like especially that bad adrenal fatigue it's not it's re- detoxing is hard on the body um especially like mm-hmm. something as, as extreme as a water fast um you know maybe something a little bit gentle like changing your diet or adding in some celery juice or adding in something but pulling out a bunch of calories and doing a full-on detox is, is very hard on the body so it's usually not the best thing to do until we've kind of boosted the adrenals a little bit um yeah so that so she did a water fast no, it was it was juicing. It was oh, juicing a week long juicing, juicing okay. at this institute. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, very quickly she you know bottomed out and and like I she, said she she scared yeah. the heck out of the organizers there. They'd never seen anything oh, like that I'm in sure. twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's not like I'm a huge fan bit. of juice fasting. It could be great. Yeah, but if you're if you're totally you know if your body's not making any cortisol, um, you know, and you don't give it enough. Um, enough blood, you know, if there's not enough sugar, that can actually trigger the stress response. And then the body's trying to make cortisol, but it doesn't, if it doesn't have it there to make it, um, or doesn't have the building blocks. Yeah. So that, that can be a bit of a, you do need to be careful with detoxing, um, especially if it's, you know, removing food type of detail, like in just juicing or just water. Um, not a great thing to do when you're kind of in stage three or stage four of adrenal fatigue. Um, I end up doing quite a bit of very gentle lymphatic drainage and like homeopathic detox um, for people that are in adrenal fatigue. So it's very, very subtle and it kind of has the same effect, but it doesn't, you can keep eating and keep doing, you know, your daily routine. Um, so it kind of detoxes at a cellular level. I'm sure you probably have some similar protocols, Dr. Kim, but, um, mm. but yeah, a full-blown juice fast is not the best for, I actually, even though I've, like recovered from adrenal fatigue, I still, I don't have quite the adrenal power to do like a three day juice fast. Like I used to, it just, I, I've tried it a couple of times and after day one, I'm like, no, nope, my body's not quite, quite there yet. So, um, well, you got you know, kids, think, you got this whole busy, you know, practice. Yeah. So many yeah. So and and, if you are someone yeah. who's like burning the, you know, has, has a lot going on. Sometimes the juice fasting thing is not the best, you know, type of cleansing. Pro- there are other cleansing protocols you can do, but um, where you're, if, if you're not giving the body, like, the nutrients and the food that it needs, and, you know, I'm not an expert in Chinese medicine, but I do think there is something about, you know, eating warm for foods versus drinking cold liquids, you know, especially I'm not a huge fan of detoxes in general during the winter months. I think, you know, summer. Me neither. 
spring, summer, yeah, spring and summer are typically better for those. In the fall, we need to be eating, you know, warm foods that nourish us. So, um, so yeah, juicing not juicing is awesome, and maybe add it into your current. You know, if you're someone who wants to be juicing, just add the juice in to whatever you're currently doing, right? Keep right, eating, as opposed to it, taking away juicing. all your food and still working full time yes. in the middle of the winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah not, someone's not, really not a great plan strong. Yeah, they're really strong. Oh, if they don't someone's really shape, strong, they can probably tolerate it. Oh, then they can definitely tolerate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's that's great for you know. I've got a few patients that you know they've never dealt with adrenal fatigue. Their constitution is super strong, and they do a juice fast yep. you know for three days you know every quarter, and that's great or longer. Um, but you do need to kind of know where where your adrenals are before you go. And um, I guess you could find out the hard way, but that but <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good plan. So before you <laughs> attempt a juice fast or a water fast. Make sure you talk to a professional about where you where your adrenals are. Yes, I would totally recommend that. And the other question was that going back to what you talked about exercise um, before, yes. I think that um, I've had patients and friends with adrenal fatigue uh, who, um, well, let's just say are resistant to the idea that they need to maybe pare down their exercise, so they'll go and run mm-hmm. for an mm-hmm. hour. Um, and they're yeah. like, oh, I feel better. I'm like, well, yeah, temporarily <laughs> you feel better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so maybe you can share your wisdom a little bit on the exercise and why maybe the aerobic exercise for an hour, an hour and a half may not be the best if you're in adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Well, so essentially, you know, if we go back to that, that analogy of, you know, your your energy bank account, you know, so if you get that, you know, if you've only slept for five hours or four hours or whatever and you've put $50 in your bank account but you need 100 to just get through a normal day, going to run for an hour, that's expensive energetically. You know, that's mm. spending an extra $50. And if you didn't, if you don't have the rest or you don't have that money saved in your energy bank account, you know, you're you're essentially just putting yourself more into debt. And you might, and most people feel better immediately after they run. But, and I can speak to this very you know, from a personal place, because I used to be a runner. Um, and I, you know, in the second go round of kind of adrenal fatigue, I was getting horrible migraines. And, you know, and I, I finally figured it out, like, I would run in the morning, and I'd feel great afterwards. But that night, I'd feel horrible. And the days where I didn't run, I'd feel great in the afternoons. And so I finally was like, hmm, maybe it's the running that's giving me these migraines. But so, what I usually have people do is because it seems overwhelming to just say stop exercising. I just say take a let's just take a few days off. We're just going to take a few days off from exercise. We can do some walking and some stretching, and but no running, no intense and just and just notice what happens in your body. And then we can start back. You know, you can start back slowly. Um, but I also you can get the same you know feeling that that like high feeling you get from after a run through other forms of exercise, you know, either yoga or even just going for a walk. I really, really recommend walking a lot because it's not as intense. It doesn't actually put your body into full-blown fight or flight. It doesn't, it's not as expensive in terms of energy, but you can still get, you know, that like mild aerobic benefit. You know, it's good for cardiovascularly. It's good for toning. It's good for burning calories. Um, So, and it's, you know, it's also that you're getting outside for a little bit. I think that's part of why a lot of people feel good after going for a run is they just spent an hour outside. Right. You know, outside like nature, right? Out, exactly, outside nature. So that's part of the boost that you get. So if you can go outside and take a walk, you know, you're not, it's not as, like I said, metabolically expensive for the body. It's not, 
um, it's not as hard on the body. So, but you're still getting a lot of the benefit from it. So if, if you're someone that is a runner, but you're in this adrenal fatigue place, just maybe switch to walking, go for a walk for an hour, just for a week or two and see what happens in your body. And that's really, you know, I, I say this to my patients, like I'll make a recommendation as what I think is best, but really ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you, you know, the patient, you know, your body better than anyone else. So you have to kind of make the little tweaks and try the different things and see what works the best for you in terms of the exercise piece. Um, you know, I can say, I think it might be best for you to stop, but I've had people come back and say, you know, I tried stopping and it wasn't great for my mood, but I've, I've just cut back instead of running for an hour. I only run for 20 minutes and that's been great. So that might be the answer, you know, but it's figuring out what's the, what's the point that's best for your body. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I, I, I tend to be a little militant about stop it. Yeah, I like maybe your your way is maybe a little bit more digestible. Let's just, you know, maybe ease it a little bit and, you know. Um, well, it depends, you know, it depends. Sometimes some people need to be told, nope, you are not allowed to exercise for two weeks. Other people, it's like, you've got to ease into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's um, like you know, that, 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 that MD, you know, kind of like, do as I say. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to do so much of that. Well, hey, Dr. Kenny, I know you have a uh, a very um, exciting retreat coming up in Bali. Maybe you could share with uh, our folks what that's about and where they can find out more. Because uh, I'm looking at this retreat page; uh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. So, would you you know share a few minutes about that? Yeah. So I partnered with um, Stephanie Lee. Um, she is an integrative nutritionist in um, outside of Sydney, Australia, actually. And we are running a retreat in Bali at the end of June. And it's called the Reset and Refresh Retreat. And we are, um, yeah, it's going to be five days of different master classes where we're going to talk about, we'll first talk about the mechanism of stress. Then we're going to talk about, like, mastering your diet practices and how you can eat you know, to reduce your adrenal fatigue and reduce your stress response. And then we talk about movement. We talk a lot about exercise. We talk about breath work. Um, but we're going to be practicing that every day. So you're going to be living, like, fully immersed in what it's like to be, you know, in kind of a, a – I don't want to say a stress-free environment because that's not really what we're about. But you will be in a stress-free environment on that retreat. But you'll start to experience what it's like to live in a body where you're not responding in that stress response all the time and give you the tools and the techniques to take back home with you and start to put and implement into your everyday life. Um, and the website for that um, is, sorry, I, um, I can't remember off the top of my, the best website to go to is actually on Stephanie's webpage, which is, well, it's also on the radio show page too, folks. In case you're on the radio, oh, on the radio show, show page, page. is a link yeah. to the Bali workshop, and um, you know we've got a little bit awesome. uh, um link here. Oh, yeah, so the Bitly link. Bit.ly Bitly, and then forward yes. slash Bali workshop. So that's easy to remember. Perfect. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's it's beautiful. So I know you have uh, on this Thursday, which is my birthday, by the way, uh, you have an early bird that's ending. So save $400, right? If we people are, book yeah. that yes. before that. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Yep. What does that, that include? That would be great. So that includes 
everything except for flights. So it includes all of your lodging, all of your meals. It includes mm. a massage, a um, Yeah, all the master classes, listen access to our online portal afterwards. There's yoga and meditation every morning. There's we've got an art and culture shopping tour. There's a water purification ceremony, um, and a couple of different special dinners, and it even includes your airport transfer. So it's everything except for flights. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. And Bali, well, (laughs) can't really complain about the location. Bali is yeah. uh, beautiful. I have not been actually, um, and uh, the, the webpage is beautiful. Uh, yeah, so really exciting. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, repost that under the show link on the Facebook pages. So if any of you are listening in, you're like, oh, 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 where is that? You know, we'll we'll repost it in in all my groups, um, and so you can take a look at it and just keep in mind that. You know, February 14th, Thursday, is uh, there's $400 off this retreat. So if there's a part of you that's like, oh, my God, I need a retreat, you know, then I'm like, you okay, go. do this yeah. <laughs> You'll be well taken care of. Um, yes, Let will. me just check in and see if there's any other questions on the chat or the phone. No, it doesn't look like anybody has their hand up, so they're just nicely listening in. Um, Dr. Kenny, do you have any last words before we end for today? I don't think so. If you're if you're listening, go go take a nap in the next hour. Go lay down for yeah. minutes. Give your body a rest. Start practicing that, and you will thank me. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, and yeah, thank you for those tips. And they're they're so simple yet um, so profound. You know, the daily, literally, yeah. physically, lying fat, flat, not fat, flat. <laughs> I'll part with you today, and then the the breathing. You know, one hand over the belly, one hand over the heart. Because a lot of people do not know how to breathe properly, um, and doing yeah. that uh, throughout yeah. the day. And of course, your stress reset uh, program, which uh, you know people can interview for if they want to know more about what you do and whether yep. it's a fit. Um, the you know the um, the recognize reset and reinvigorate uh, phases of that program, and then of course. The wonderful Bali retreat. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Aaron. It was been oh, thank amazing you for talking me. to you again. I love having you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my pleasure. So much fun. We could chat for hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. And we want to thank everyone for listening in either live or on the replay. Until next time. Bye for now. Lots of love everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye Dr. Bye. Aaron. Bye.